The following podcast is by Mr. Jim Taylor, elder law and special needs attorney, helping and protecting those who need long-term care. And welcome back, everyone, to Answers for Elders Radio Network. And we are here again with Jim Kaler, attorney at law, um, specializing in elder law. And Jim obviously is a NALA member. And one of the things uh, before we've talked about, I know we've given this um, website out, but just so everybody knows, Jim practices in the state of Ohio, correct? And I just want to make sure if you're outside of the state of Ohio and we're talking about these concepts, you can find an elder law attorney by going to NALA, N-A-E-L-A dot org. And NALA stands for the National Academy of Elder Law Attorneys. And they, you know, will have a listing of elder law attorneys for your state. Um, There's one in every state I know on this website. So sometimes several in every state. So. Um, please uh, look for a good elder law attorney that is a member in good standing with NALA, and you should probably be able to um, find one that is absolutely competent to handle your um, your business, whatever you need to have done. And we've been talking this hour about who should you appoint. And this is an important thing to think about. And Jim, you've been so helpful in helping me think, you know, wow, this is important stuff to think about because you're right. It's not just cut and dried of who should be who, you know, like you said, it's really not. And we obviously been talking about, you know, your power of attorney when you're, when you're starting, you know, when you can't competently act for yourself, but then you move into a whole aspect of, you know, a living will and do not resuscitate orders and things like that, which talked about. So let's move on to now, after you pass away, there's a whole other individual, isn't there, that needs to be involved? Yes. Now, most people can choose between a will-based estate plan. Remember, I don't do estate plans, but I I hang out with plenty of estate planning attorneys. Right. I tried it. I didn't care for the work. God bless those who do that stuff. So I don't have to, um, <laughs> but I, but I rub elbows with it plenty. Uh, sure. And it, I do some, as I mentioned in a prior segment, I do estate planning for people with special needs or for families who have someone with special needs in it because that is special needs law. Right. But, it, it, but it, it crashes into estate planning, but I don't do estate planning just for anybody here and there. Yeah. Cause it's not my thing, but that, so in thinking about this in a special needs context caused me to bring all these thoughts together of who's who and what are the personality traits. So with a will now, okay. I I mentioned you can have a will based estate plan or a trust based estate plan. Okay. Even if you use a trust and trust helps you avoid having to go to probate court is the big thing about a trust Uh, makes it very private, still have a will. There are probably some things you cannot conveniently put into the trust. There's some things you may forget to put in the trust. The will is the backstop. Anything you forgot, remember you're dead now. It's too late to change it. It's too late to add that dining room set into your trust. Okay. The dining room set that came over on the Mayflower. Okay. So, um, so have a will, no matter what you can, it can be as simple as you want. And it's, but it's there to catch anything that missed the trust. Okay. And if you're using a will-based plan that definitely use, get a will. Okay. If you're doing neither shame on you. Um, so, okay. In the will, you name an executor or executrix or administrator depends on your, your 
state's terminology. Okay, sure. this is someone who is in charge of handling the affairs of the will in probate court or the lack of a will in probate court. Mm -hmm. Okay, and if you're, you don't have a will, then you haven't named anybody. Again, shame on you. Uh, but as long as you're writing a will, one of the things you want to do is name your executor. I'm just going to use Ohio's term, executor. Um, we have the same term here. So. Yeah. But, you know, different states, have, these are, again, yep. like powers of attorney, these are state things. So Tennessee could be different. Sure. I'm just picking on Tennessee for whatever reason. Um, <laughs> actually, I, I know I am just because I'm in somebody whose kid is in Tennessee that went to school with my son and just it's stuck in my head. Okay. Uh, and, um, but the, um, the executor is probably the most business focused person anywhere on this list. Okay. We're not worried about care here. You've died. Sorry. Miss you. Hope the, hope the wake was nice, but you have died. Um, and the job of the executor, the job of the will is to simply handle your business affairs and close up shop Correct. so that everyone can move on with your stuff. It ends up where you wanted it to go. Yep. But the executor has to take it through the probate court process. Correct. A state administration is what I'm assuming is called <clears throat> in most states. Okay. And what you want as your executor. Now, most people name their spouses first and that's fine. No big deal. Okay. If your spouse really can handle, not handle the pressure, then fine. Just tell your spouse, I'm not naming you, sweetheart. Uh, I don't think you want this. And they may say, thank you for not naming me. Um, but after your spouse, whether you name your spouse or not, then whoever's next, and you, again, like with the powers of attorney, you want to name successors. If, my, if spouse chooses not to do it or has passed away before me, then this son or that daughter or whatever, mm -hmm. okay? You want the one who is most likely to follow the rules, get the paperwork done, jam it through, and not cave to pressure from the other heirs, Okay that you want someone whose job is just to push this through with the court. Yeah. You don't want someone who's going to fight the court. The court's tougher than this person. But I, it's just, so interesting that you say that because I did a weekend seminar one time with Susie Orman. If you remember her, yeah, I remember I Susie. she's awesome. But one of the things she said, one of the things you should never do. And she put capital letters is never make one of your heirs an executor. And I thought, wow, I didn't even realize that, but there, that you're, it's exactly what you're saying. It's like, you know, you don't want to be in the middle of, you know, this is yeah. mine and that's yours. <laughs> yeah. Now it's okay if you do, because then you can probably go without uh, having to pay the executor if it's a family mm -hmm. member. Yeah. Because a, a non-family member executor is probably due some piece of the estate just for getting the job sure, done. Sure. sure but sure. I but I understand where she's coming from. The, this person doesn't want to be fighting with siblings. Okay. And that's no. fine. That, that's a perfectly valid way to do it as long as you realize it's going to cost extra money to do that. And that's mm -hmm. okay. It's your choice. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And, but I can understand where Susie's coming from. But you want someone who can just jam the thing through. So if you're going to mm -hmm. use someone who's not a family member. Then I would say use an, uh, an estate administration attorney, someone who does probate mm -hmm. all the time. Yep. They know yep. the courts. They know how the court wants things done. I actually had a had a noontime uh, conference call or Zoom call today. We have one every month uh, mm -hmm. with estate planning and probate attorneys. They talk a lot of probate, but plenty of Medicaid comes up. So that's why I'm hanging out there. We're 
potential yeah. referrals. Okay. And, you know, they just, we had a discussion today on rogue courts where the court is, uh, the, a local court is leaving and, and taking a path different than mm-hmm. the state, than the state model. Okay. Sure. Well, that's a, that's a court problem. Okay. But the, an estate administration attorney, a probate attorney is going to know when a court is going rogue and know how to deal with it. Okay. And these are just where they've decided to go rogue, not on one case, but just, Oh, we're going to do it this way in my court. Okay. Okay. Fine. The judge is like the captain of the ship. (laughs) And that courtroom is the ship. The the judge gets to decide you can appeal, but why bother with an appeal? It just costs money and hassle and heartache and et cetera. Okay. So if you're going to go outside the family, yeah, name a probate attorney as the executor. Okay. If you're going to stay inside the family or, or name a friend, stick with someone who will get the job done. That's, that's what's going on here. This is the get the job done job. Okay. Niceties aren't necessarily an issue. Caring for someone isn't an issue because they ain't nobody to care for. You died. This is simply clean up the, the financial stuff pack up the boxes, get it done. So everyone can just say we're done and move on. Yeah. Yeah. This is strictly a business transaction. And I'm assuming just if you're in your, like, you know, maybe in your, you're in your seventies or whatever, the nice thing about having an, like a, a state administration organization doing it is you don't have to worry about like if you have a family friend that friend friend might be your same age and die before you <laughs> you I, know what i'm saying I, exactly. I guess my question would be um is having an institution of some sort it isn't one individual but it's something that is a procedure is that correct yeah, yeah. now states may not want you to name an organization but right. you can, if you're going to go to a law firm, you can name the probate right. attorney to whom you're closest and then Correct. name their associate just in case the yeah. probate attorney has retired or died or is ill or has COVID right. or whatever at the time mm-hmm. you pass away. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, so again, like with the powers of attorney, name successors. But yeah. if you want to use a professional, fine. They just name professionals in the firm of your choice. Right. If it's a, if it's a solo, fine, then name a different solo as their backup. Right. Right. Go out and meet these people. They'll be glad to talk to you. Uh, But because if they're going to be named in the will, they've got a shot at getting a piece of the action. And Mm -hmm. if they don't get a piece of the action, they probably didn't have to do any work. So if they're the first successor and never comes to them, fine. Yeah. Because they didn't put any time into it. My father had a trust in, uh, you know, a, a trust, a bank within a trust our trust within a bank and that um, bank or institution turned into being his executor. Yeah. And that, and that upon his well. death, he was, they pay, I think his estate paid them so much a month while they were cleaning it up. So yeah. that's what it was. It was real, a simple, you know, like you said, very impersonal. It was like, it is. this is what's is. going on. And that is impersonal is okay. This isn't yeah. strictly a business thing. No. Okay. Yeah. If um if there's gonna be fights over the sentimental stuff, there was gonna be fights whether you had a good executor or not, because yeah. it's the heirs they're gonna fight. It's not the they executor are. that's fighting. And we did. So, so and you know, yeah. and if you're gonna have fights over money, it's because it's that's how your family operates. It's all about the money. I'm, yeah. I'm sorry for your family if that's the way it is. Yeah. But um but if you fights over sentimental stuff, no mom promised me that painting that 
she did in art class. No, she promised it to me. Uh, then go by what the will says. If it's silent in the will, oh, good luck. Yeah, exactly. Because they ain't exactly. no good way around it if it's not in the will or the trust. Exactly. And I think that's where you need to communicate to your your loved one early. If it's if you want that painting, you should tell them in advance. Someday, you know, I would love it if you left that to me or something and like that. And it's those problems there that caused me not to do estate administration and not to do wills and trusts. <laughs> there you go. I didn't want to deal with that. Okay. <laughs> I know. But it's you give something me long-term obvious. care. You give me special needs. We've got a crisis. The crisis controls everything, not yeah. the what I want, and I'm willing to fight over it. Yeah, okay? no, I can but handle those important. because it takes the emotion out of it. It takes yeah. the emotion out of decision making, but yeah. there's plenty of emotion floating around, and it's 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 more akin to trying to help people not feel so bad. Okay, sure. Sure. but if if I have a family fighting over someone in long term care, I'll say I'll give mom her money back. You guys can go handle this, and I'll, they'll look at me like, oh heavens no! And I said, yeah, I got the leverage back now, don't I? Shut up and let me drive the bus. Yeah, but I can't do that with state administration or uh, no, wills and trust because it's it's all the sentimental emotional stuff. I just yeah, no, I'm not yeah. I'm not built for that. I'm sorry. Yeah. So in our next segment, Jim, we're going to talk about. I want you to talk about trusts specifically. Okay. We'll talk um, about. Trusts. I know there's two different types that we're going to talk about today, and uh, also we're going to touch on HIPAA. I hope you can do that in our next segment, and Jim will be right back right after this. State of Ohio residents, you have a friend to help you navigate long-term care while protecting your assets. You can reach Jim at www.protectingseniors.com or just email him at jkoewler-afe, that's jkoewler-afe at protectingseniors.com. Hi, I'm Lori LeBay, and I wanted to tell you about Alzheimer's Speaks, which is another great podcast. You see, my own mother lived with dementia for 30 years, and I felt lost. Did you know every three seconds someone in the world is being diagnosed with dementia? Odds are it's going to hit your families too. We want to help you connect to services, products, tools, research, and stories so you can be prepared. Please subscribe to Alzheimer's Speaks on your favorite podcast platform. 